Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Thank you for joining me again for another episode. Today, I'm going to talk to you about things you can do to protect your business from unfair dismissal claims. The truth is things go wrong in business. We know that. I talk a lot about that on the podcast. And when we have team members, so employees, casual, part-time or full-time, things don't always go according to plan. When that happens, if we're left in a situation where we've got an employee who feels disgruntled or dissatisfied or wronged, there is the avenue available to them to make a claim against the business to the Fair Work Commission for unfair dismissal. Like all disputes and litigation that I talk about on this podcast, my view is you want to avoid these situations where you can because nothing good comes of it. So being embroiled in a dispute and an unfair dismissal claim is a form of dispute is not where you want to be as a business owner. It takes your eye off the ball. It takes your attention and energy away from running and growing your business. And when you're dealing with these things, it means you're not engaging in revenue generating activity. So what can you do to protect your business from an unfair dismissal claim? This episode is for small business owners. Okay. So when I'm talking about unfair dismissal, I'm talking about protecting your small business from an unfair dismissal claim. And for the purposes of this discussion, a small business is a business that has less than 15 employees. I know what you may be thinking. You may be thinking, but Tracy, if I'm a small business, I'm exempt from unfair dismissal claims. Someone can't bring an action against me for an unfair dismissal. Guess what? We can't control what somebody else does. So yes, they can bring an action. Actually, they can file a complaint and they can start that proceeding against you in the Fair Work Commission seeking a remedy or damages for unfair dismissal. You then need to respond to it and you can raise that jurisdictional objection, but you still need to respond to it. So you'll be successful if you are a small business and you've done certain things, which I'm going to talk to you about, then you'll be successful in defending the claim. Okay, because you will raise the objection, I'm a small business, I qualify for these things, I've done these things, therefore unfair dismissal doesn't apply. But that process takes time. And this is what I say to clients, we want to avoid even being there. Because whilst you're unlikely to have an award for damages made against you at the end of that process, it is still a very expensive and time-consuming process defending yourself in the first place. So this entire episode, which is consistent with the advice I give all of my clients, is designed to put you in a position where you can avoid having that disgruntled employee to start with and you're removing the risk of it being embroiled or entangled in an unfair dismissal suit. So where do you start? You start by getting your hands on a copy of the Small Business Fair Dismissal Code. If you employ people in your business, I suggest you go now to the website and there'll be a link in the show notes where you can get this. Get your hands on a copy of the Small Business Fair Dismissal Code. And if you step through this each time you're dealing with an employee leading up to the letting go of or termination of an employee, if you've done all the things in the Small Business Fair Dismissal Code 
and you're a small business, you are very well positioned, my friend, to deal with any unfortunate claim that is made against you for unfair dismissal. So this code will go through the steps you need to take to protect yourself and to do things in line with this fair dismissal code, which does two things. One, it protects you legally, and that's what I'm all about. But two, ideally, it positions you so that things don't go so sour with your employee and that they're not left feeling disgruntled such that they want to go and make an application. What I say here is communication is key. We need to have conversations with our team members. We need to be transparent. As business owners, we want to be grounded in authenticity and integrity, of course. We want to be conducting ourselves to the highest professional standard. Of course we do. Part of that means having sometimes awkward conversations with our team members to raise issues with them so that they're aware. We should not undervalue or underestimate the power of good communication. There is a chance that if you do have open and honest communication and conversations with your team members, that you are positioning yourself to either resolve it so you can both move move forward in the business together, or you've provided clarity for the team member so they can understand why it's not working, and then they're not disgruntled when they move on. Part of that communication is around explaining to the employee what the problem is, what the issue is, what's not working, what aren't they doing properly, what do they need to do better, and giving them an opportunity to talk to you about it and be heard. In my experience, it could be the case that there's misaligned expectations. It could be the case that the the team member feels uncomfortable coming to ask a question or to ask for extra training or extra support. But if we can break down that barrier and maintain those open lines of communication, then you're positioning yourself to have long-term sustainable positive relationships with your team members and then if it just genuinely organically isn't a good fit and it isn't working out then you can part ways on amicable terms which is the ultimate objective when you're letting somebody go. You need to give the employee the benefit of understanding what your issues and concerns are and if you've reached a point in the communication such that this is no longer the first time you've talked about it the employee needs to understand that his or her job is at risk here Okay, so that things aren't working, issues continue to arise, this is no longer sustainable for your business. And if this isn't resolved in a manner that's satisfactory for your business, that they may be let go. And that is really important for two reasons. One, it's important under the fair dismissal code, but it's also important for the relationship between employer and employee. The employee, we don't want to take them by surprise if we're going to terminate somebody's employment. From a dispute resolution process, that seems to be the highest risk scenario where somebody's taken by surprise, they feel blindsided, they react, and that's where the bulk of the unfair dismissal claims that I see come from when that employee feels disgruntled because they were taken by surprise. What I see on the other side is that when employees are engaged with, when they're communicated with, when they don't feel blindsided, it's more possible and more likely that the separation or the parting of ways is amicable and they go their separate ways and they move on. That's what we want to achieve as business owners so that one, we're conducting ourselves professionally and two, we're not slammed with a unfair dismissal claim. When I said at the beginning of this episode that we can't control the conduct of another party, I meant it. And so that means that even if you've done all of the right things under the Fair Dismissal Code, you've engaged, you've communicated, you've done all of that, you terminate with cause, you terminate effectively, 
the employee still might lodge an application for unfair dismissal against your business. Now, if that happens, we can't control that. You can't control that. But what you have done by stepping through the process outlined in the Fair Dismissal Code, what you've done there is position your business to be in the best possible place to respond to and defend any claim for unfair dismissal. So like I said, whilst we can't control what somebody does, we can position ourselves to be in the best possible position to defend it. Ideally, if we do step through the process that I've outlined, if we do have that open and transparent communication, then we are significantly reducing the chances of ending up in a position where we're being served with an unfair dismissal claim. That's what we want to achieve here. When you're thinking about engaging with your employee to have discussions about his or her performance or issues that you need to raise, it is important that you have a framework set out in your employment agreement with your employee that you can use to refer to in those conversations. Written agreements are imperative. I talk about that all the time. There is no substitute for them. You must have written agreements with your team members. And in your tailored employment agreement for your team member, you will have a list of duties or roles and responsibilities that apply to each role. That then is the framework you can use when you're having those conversations. The expectations need to be clearly outlined so that the employee knows what they're expected to do. And it's then much easier, in my experience, to start having those conversations because you can point to what it is that's required and that's not being met or not being delivered by the employee. So it's a useful tool to have in place. Of course, if you don't have an employment agreement in place, you should. But if you don't, then it can be a little more tricky to start having these conversations because you really are exposing your business to the risk of misaligned expectations. There's no written document. The employee has no reference as to what is expected. And so when you come in to have this conversation with your employee to say, these are the issues we're having and and this is where you're not performing, you'll run the risk now of the employee saying, but I didn't realise that was expected. I didn't know. We want to reduce that. So I say a lot in relation to your legal documents. They're a very useful tool for legal compliance and professionalism, but also to ensure expectations are being managed. So whether that's expectations with your clients in the context of your business legals, or in this case, the expectations with your team members. So it's a really important document to start your employer-employee relationship with that properly drafted employment agreement for you, so that if you do need to start having communication and conversation around things that aren't working out right or areas that need to be improved, you've got that as a tool. From there, your second tool is going to be a copy of the Small Business Fair Dismissal Code. And if you step through that and you do it properly, you have then positioned your business to be in the best possible position it can be to protect your business from an unfair dismissal claim. Remember, with an unfair dismissal claim, there's only two remedies that are available. It's either damages or reinstatement. Damages like for pain and suffering don't apply here. So there's very clear boundaries in the Fair Work Commission around how damages are calculated. So if you do find yourself in a position where you are subject to damages payable for unfair dismissal, then there are very firm boundaries and guidelines as to what constitutes those damages. I won't go into that for this episode, but just know that it's there. 
What I also want to say here is when I'm talking here about having communication with your employees before you dismiss them, I am not talking about redundancies. That is a very separate conversation. And in fact, that will be the next episode on the podcast where I'm going to dive in and talk to you about what actually is a genuine redundancy and how do you do that in your business? How do you implement a redundancy? Very separate from genuine dismissal of a team member following open and transparent communication about performance. Now, in your employment agreement, you will have provisions in there for what constitutes serious misconduct and what circumstances can you dismiss somebody instantly without having to go through this process of communication. You need to have those dealt with properly in your employment agreements because if you don't, then you can't simply dismiss somebody on the spot for something because you haven't included it in your employment agreement so they don't know. So you must do that. If someone's stealing from you, for example, or if somebody is misappropriating confidential information, you need to make sure your business is protected and then that is included in one of the grounds for serious misconduct and instant dismissal in your employment agreements. That is what I have to say on the topic of protecting your business from an unfair dismissal claim. As always, I do hope that has been helpful. Go and get yourself a copy of the code Links in the show notes, I know that will be a valuable resource for every small business who has team members as employees. If you have enjoyed this episode, if you have found this episode to be of value, I would very much love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm focusing very much on getting this podcast into the ears of as many small business owners as I possibly can, and I would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review That is how we can land in the ears of even more small business owners to share our value. Thank you for joining me. As always, can't wait to catch you in the next episode. 